you just gave birth, brought your baby home, and you're starting to get the groove of things. And then you realize that you still don't look or feel like yourself. These months keep passing by and it seems like it's only getting harder and harder to, quote, bounce back. Today we ask ourselves, is there such thing as bouncing back? What is the healthiest way to get back on track to a new and healthy version of you? We talk to Taylor Walker Sinning, a holistic health practitioner, fitness model, and content curator of a health and fitness lifestyle blog, taylorwalkerfit.com. Her goal is to empower women to be their best selves in the most real way possible. We read the books. We bought the things. We thought we were ready. And then life took our plans and changed them. I'm Karen. I'm Victoria's mommy, and I work in tech. And I'm Pamela. I have a baby boy named Ford, and I'm a journalist. And although we're both first-time working moms, we're actually pretty different. And that's totally okay, because we both agree that our most important work is raising our kids. We really need each other and can only get through this together. Welcome to Motherish Moments. Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of Motherish Moments. This is one of those hot topics. A lot of people have asked for this one, so we're going to talk about it today. Yes, so it's all about postpartum fitness and just getting back to feeling the best version of yourself. So before we introduce our guest today formally, we're going to go ahead and start with our motherish moment of the week. Okay. Do you have yours? I do actually. Go for it. I started to pack a lot of the things that are baby related that are too small for my son. I, I remember know, doing it was this. so hard. Wait, are you saving things? I am. I am. I think I'm trying to save the things that I think will either be used for someone else or for yeah. myself if I have a second baby. God willing. But, you know, like the Bajoran chair, which was like the one chair mm-hmm. that I had since he was like, I don't know, like three weeks he was on it. <laughs> and he's been using it until now. I think he just looks ridiculous in it, right? <laughs> now he's like, mom, really? <laughs> I know. But just packing it, it was a, a lot more emotionally draining than I thought it was going to be. Just because I think just that one specific item, I've had it in my room. You know, when I walk in, I like to see it, it reminds me of my son. And so I packed that up and I packed like this little chair where it's kind of like a station chair for him where I could just kind of like, you know, he doesn't want to be locked in anymore. Mm-hmm. He wants to be kind of just He's crawling like, or cruising and it was tough, you know? I remember doing that and I actually, I have all these things in a closet and every now and then I open it up and I'm like, mm, okay, no, let me close it. Not ready. Don't want to look at it. But there are a few things that I'm like, I am not getting rid of this, whether I keep it as a keepsake or whether someone else uses it later on. My mother's moment is actually about my mom. I'm just really happy that she she got the second round of the vaccine for COVID. And I'm just, it's such a sad, both, well, my mom and my dad. If my dad hears it, he'll be like, well, thanks, motherish. We forgot you had a dad. But yeah, so they both have both shots already. And it's just such a huge, like. Yes, I know. So I'm really happy and I'm really grateful, especially because I'm fully aware that even our family in Peru and my husband's family in Argentina, there's just like no date in sight to even think about getting a We take those things for granted, definitely. Yeah, so I'm just very grateful for that. That's great. So we're going to go ahead and ask Taylor to share her motherish moment before we formally introduce her. Hi, Taylor. Hi, how are you guys? So motherish moments, I have to piggyback on both of you right now. My mom just got her vaccine, which means she's going to be here for the birth of my baby. She lives in New York. We're in Miami. So happy and excited about that and went through the transition of packing up and unpacking for baby number two. But I would have to say my motherish moment this week was my son started independently saying, I love you so much. Oh, And my heart... (laughs) 
It's like if your heart could just open up and burst into a thousand pieces, I mean, it is just like this. This is why. This is why we get up every day and we do what we do and, and the heartbreak and the, the difficult moments. It's I love you so much, mommy. Okay. We can, we can go on another day. It was okay. just, it was magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't exactly. know if I can officially... get ready for that moment. Oh, girl. You, I literally, know. I feel like when Victoria does things like this, I feel like someone's taking my heart and it's just like, like it's coming yeah. out and you're like, <laughs> you're like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> About a year and a half, I had a conversation with a girlfriend and we were like, the day that they just like say I love you is going, it was even better than I ever imagined. I'm like, it was just like fireworks and bubbles and oh, it was the best, the best. <laughs> Hey guys, remember you can go back, listen to any past episode and write us a review. We are Motherish, M-O-T-H-E-R-I-S-H on Instagram or check us out at motherishmoments.com. Well, let's welcome Taylor. Like we mentioned, she is a holistic health practitioner, a fitness model. She's from taylorwalkerfit.com. She's a lot of great stuff coming up. She's also a pre-postnatal corrective exercise specialist. Okay, break it down for us. <laughs> what is that? And why do we need one? I was trying to type and I was like, pre-what? Huh? What is it? Tell us. It's basically just a fancy way to say I can train women that are pregnant, right? In the pre and postnatal phase. You know, a lot of the times, and especially as a Barry's coach, uh, you walk into a class as a woman and a pregnant woman, especially with your first one, and you don't know what to do. It has been such a great and amazing part of my journey to be able to coach women to safely and effectively move their bodies throughout their entire 40-week journey and then safely re-enter fitness. So basically, it's just being able to work with my clients on core breathing, with modifications, and also empowering them to say, hey, you can still move your body. This isn't 1984 anymore. I love that. Why don't we start with the importance of working out during your pregnancy? I think for a lot of mommies-to-be or, you know, even if you're thinking of getting pregnant, I think Mm -hmm. it's very helpful when you're in shape, when you're feeling great. So why don't we start with the importance of being active before and during your pregnancy? Pregnancy is the biggest fitness event that most women will go through in their lives. And I think we just kind of enter it in a phase of, oh, our body knows what to do. However, you're preparing your body to not only create human life, house it, and then go through labor and delivery, which is a very intense, it's the biggest hit workout you'll ever do in your (laughs) life, right? And that's what it is. It's interval training. So why not think about it in that way and actually train for it? There are so many benefits. And I think, you know, our parents' generation was really that last generation that went, take it easy. You know, you're, you're creating life, take it easy, where oxygen toxin exchange, there's so many benefits for the laboring mother, you know, decreased, there's been links to decreased increased risk for gestational diabetes, for overweight babies, increased intelligence for those babies as well. When you get to the labor and delivery, obviously you can use your workouts as a way to prepare for that. So decreased interventions, decreased risks for other things like C-sections or use of Pitocin or even epidural use, depending on how you want to deliver your baby. I know for me, having a drug-free delivery, I could not have gotten through if I didn't prepare for it like I would prepare for a marathon or something. Something like that. But because- it's true. <laughs> 
you know, when you first said that, like, this is like probably the toughest, most physical thing we're going to go through. And I kept thinking about it. I'm like, how oh, irresponsible, right? Because if you're not going to run a marathon without training, <laughs> like you would never do that, right? Like you physically right. knew that it was going to be dangerous. It's irresponsible. It just wouldn't make sense. So it's interesting that we go through this without thinking about it that way. Yeah, that gave me a lot to think about. But people make it out like pregnancy and delivery are just commonplace because every woman does it. And we all know that men could never do this. I mean, it, let's just be honest. I think it just speaks to how strong women are because we're moms, we're working women, we're doing so many things, wearing so many hats. We have our babies and six weeks later, some of us are back at work, you know, not realizing the major, not only physical, but emotional impact that it has on us, especially that first time around. What do you think it's hard for women? And now let's talk about postpartum to get back or to actually start focusing or making it a priority, right? To start working out, to start feeling healthy. So kind of dedicate time to that specifically. I think the biggest thing, and I think I'm an open book when it comes to this. Again, I trained for labor and delivery. What I did not train for was my postpartum experience. I had an experience with my nieces. They were like the easiest, most enjoyable babies. I got my son, he's delicious. I love him, but he was eyes wide from day one. And I wasn't prepared for postpartum anxiety. My doctor never talked to me about postpartum anxiety. I didn't know it was even something that existed, really. I've heard of postpartum depression and the baby blues, but there is such a spectrum of feelings that I think we as women normalize. So the focus, instead of the birthing bag and the the nursery, (laughs) we should really push the focus towards getting mental health care, really, in postpartum talking to your doctor, what resources are out there, setting up your support system, having the tough conversations with your spouse so the resentment doesn't go through the roof. There's so many things that as a first time mother that, you know, we don't talk about on social media. Right. <laughs> but really, I think what you guys are doing is so incredible because it's having the hard conversations and saying it's okay to not feel okay, but here's what we can do to get there. So I think when you're thinking about how do I get my body back, it's really how do I get my mental health back? And then you're in the space to get the physical body back. That makes perfect sense. I completely relate to you on many fronts. One, on the having a very alert baby from day one where I was like, I, what, why is it me? Like, am I crazy here? Like, but like day one, like she was just, she's like, Hey, I'm here. And I'm like, okay, message received. And then I also experienced a lot of anxiety and all of these things. And it's so crazy looking back in my pregnancy. I didn't, I mean, I gained, you know, the, uh, I guess, normal weight and some because I was living with my parents. I'm going to just blame them. That feels more comfortable. (laughs) It makes me feel good. I was living with my parents and my dad and I, like, we bond over food. That's our thing, right? This is so savage. But I would text him from the other room and be like, do you want pizza? And he would be like, I'm so glad you live here. (laughs) So my pregnancy, I gained some weight. I remember I weighed myself, I think, a week after giving birth. And I think I was like maybe 15-ish pounds over Mm -hmm. my normal Mm -hmm. weight. But in my postpartum and in the months after that, I ended up gaining another 15 pounds. So that was like 
that wasn't part of the plan. Like, I didn't realize that that was going to happen. And I think, I don't know exactly, well, I, I mean, I, I know exactly what took me there, but I felt like I was just kind of sugarcoating it with a lot of different things. So I was pumping mm -hmm. for six months and then, um, you know, now I have more information, but I would like trick myself into thinking like, this is going to give me more milk and I'm going to make more milk yeah. because of this. And then my mom started making like these oatmeal cookies that she was bringing mm -hmm. to my house every day and like everybody gained weight. I think I kind of woke up around six months and I was like, what's going on here? But that's in part why a lot of your personal journey after your first was like very inspiring to me. You were like, no, I'm going to grab this by the horns. and Yeah, but I have to share with you that moms know everything. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, my mom, We actually had to move out to the West Coast and I had to refine myself all over again with this newborn who just was wide awake. But she, we were FaceTiming and she was just like, Taylor, I think you're struggling with depression. She's like, I think it's mild but you need to go talk to someone because the bouts of crying and I would I would talk to my girlfriends and it seemed like oh everyone goes through this I knew in my heart I'm like I'm not used to feeling like this like I want to enjoy my baby like and I did but I was I was I just felt like I was constantly climbing uphill and I never could get one foot in front of the other and I did I went in I got screened when you kind of can face that and just say hey there's nothing wrong with me let's just figure out what's going on and I think that's the stigma that's attached to mental health I wish we were all assigned therapists at like 18 years old and say <laughs> okay whatever happened in your childhood yeah. let's figure this out and then, you know, you work with them throughout wherever. So she was like, listen, you're on the, the cusp. There's a lot of circumstantial things also in going on here. And she said, she was like, go home. I downloaded the peanut app which is a great app to meet other moms in the area. Obviously, pre-COVID, it's much harder, you know, dealing with this in 2021. And I just started to get out there. And then I literally penned to paper. I share this story all the time. And this is the turning point for me. I literally wrote a tangible happiness plan. And I said, okay, how do I want to feel a year from now? I didn't give myself 30 days or six months to bounce back or anything like that. It was, it was literally, how will I feel that happy? And of course, fitness and nutrition and self-care, all of those things were tied to happiness, but it gave me a foolproof, this is what I have to do and how can I do it kind of plan to get there. And really a year later, it was like this whole world just opened up and my son and I connected on a different level and I actually loved being a mom, but it wasn't until I said, okay, something's not right here. Like I need to ask for help that that started to shift. But it's interesting how the physical part is so connected to the mental and the emotional part, you know, and I always think about this and I give myself a lot of credit in the fact that one of the main reasons I think why I was able to stay calm and sane because I was going through a lot of transitions, a lot of changes while I was pregnant and about to give birth was the walking, the walking, the working out. For me, the physical part was kind of like my mental escape and it continues mm -hmm. to be. Without a doubt. Movement is more for your mental or should be. And I hope this is where the dialogue is shifting and going through is that movement is less about because we don't like our bodies and more about our mental and physical overall well-being. Because you never regret a workout and it's such a cliche thing to say, but it is. I'm like, when I'm slinging weights around and I have loud music going, it's like, that is my therapy. I'm like, that, that is where it's at. So it's not you know, to force yourself to move in a way that doesn't feel good for you. It's like move for your mental health. You need to move your energy physically. So it's like one day it could be a yoga class. The next day it could be a Barry's class. The next day it's a bar class. Whatever it is that you need that day, do it for you. My husband one day, literally, like I got all these calendar invites. It was like Taylor self-love, Taylor set, like <laughs> workout because I won't do it for myself. It's terrible. That's <laughs> so good. 
but it's so important to do. Yeah, 100%. I remember when I was first, I had just found out I was pregnant and I generally worked out on and off, like not in a super, super strict, but I have a personal trainer that I work in the most cliche form when I got engaged and to prepare for my wedding. And then I continued with her for like a, a year afterwards. But she always tells me, she's like, you know, you're hard on yourself, like where you think you look or whatever. She's like, but you're a beast, like in mm-hmm. workout modes. Like she's like, you are a beast. And when I got pregnant and I found out I was pregnant or whatever, I remember attempting a few workouts and I wasn't used to like how easily I would be out of breath. And I was like, I got scared, to be honest. And I think that's what kind of like made me shy away from working out during my pregnancy because I was very nervous about this like crazy acceleration that I felt in my, with my breath. Yeah, absolutely. And we do have 40% more blood volume when we are pregnant, which, you know, lends itself to some heart palpitations. And of course you want to talk to your healthcare provider always, if you're feeling anything going on with your heart. But I think that's kind of that paradigm shift that I want to continue to focus on is that like, what could happen for you, the shortness of breath, the things it's getting into that deep core, getting the diaphragmatic breath working so that you can learn how to work with your body and continue to do the workouts that you love love and still be a beast, but also keeping in mind that you have a growing human inside of you and all the other changes that come along with pregnancy. So a big focus of actually a prenatal program that I have coming up is the core breathing belly pump and also the connection to the pelvic floor. And as you kind of go throughout your 40 week journey, how to modify your workout so that you feel empowered, connected and safe. That's amazing. And that's going to be a wonderful resource for anyone that's yeah. pregnant. We'll be sure to share it. Thank you. <laughs> <For> sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, just to like, I guess, kind of close it off. What is the best or the most motivational words you have for those moms who are just, just struggling to actually just get up and, and do anything physically for themselves? You know, I think that like we mentioned the first month especially are so hard. Even when you get the green lights work out, you're like, oh, really? Yeah. I, I could actually. What's a good way to just get going? Just remember that that six week number is an arbitrary number that your journey is your own and I think you mentioned this before put one foot in front of the other start walking that's how I healed like if you go to my blog I shared many stories about my postpartum anxiety and it started with a podcast and a walk and then before I knew it I mean my first few days home I couldn't make it to the end of the block and back and then before I knew it it was like every stop sign I would take a break And then it was like, I was jogging to stop signs all of a sudden, and I felt lighter and happier. You know, you get emotional thinking back to those times because you don't think that you're ever going to come out of it. But if you're really struggling, talk to someone, talk to someone, talk to your doctor, talk to a girlfriend, and it's okay not to be okay. But if you can put one foot in front of the other, you can start to shift your energy, you start to move your energy. And I think the three of us can say, you're going to get there and you're going to make it and you're doing great. That was amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome so much. <laughs> and congratulations. You have big things Thank coming up, you. right? Yes, I'm very, very excited. So in about around Mother's Day, we're hoping a little earlier, um, I'm actually launching a prenatal program on the Jillian Michaels app. It's basically an all-encompassing program, like I mentioned before, to just, it's strength chaining, it's a little mobility, it's a lot of core function and core breathing, pelvic floor connection, as well as a little bit of labor training. So it's about 
10 workouts that you can safely do throughout your entire 40 week journey. I'm so excited about it. And you know, I was feeling a lot of aches and pains cause I was crushing it at boot camp first and second trimester. And then I created these workouts and really focused on the deep core and SI joint pain, all of a sudden just, I felt so much relief and I just felt so good. And I'm so excited to be able to share this with the world. So. And there's so much. Also a baby. You also have a baby. Yeah, by the way. I get to be a girl mom. Do you have a name yet? Yes, we're actually naming her after my grandmother. So her name is baby Lily. So Lily Shay. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, thank Thank you so much for being on our podcast. Thank you guys so much. It's nice to be here. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye.